BetMGM has an unreal deal for sports fans in Virginia. Turn $5 into $150 instantly when you place your first wager at BetMGM. Simply download the BetMGM app and sign up using code CHAMPION150. Then, place a $5 wager on any sport. You'll receive $150 in bonus bets, regardless of your wager's outcome. And if you think the fun stops there, the king of sportsbooks has plenty of surprises in store. Check out daily promotions, same game parlays, live bets, and so much more. Download the app in Virginia today and get $150 in bonus bets instantly from your first wager only at BetMGM. BetMGM and GameSense remind you to play responsibly. See BetMGM.com for terms. 21 plus only. Virginia only. New customer offer. Subject to eligibility requirements. Rewards are non-withdrawable bonus bets that expire in seven days. Please gamble responsibly. Gambling problem? Call 1-800-GAMBLER. Promotional offer not available in Washington, D.C. What's the easiest choice you can make? Window instead of middle seat? Picking a vendor who sends a great gift basket? Outsourcing business tasks you hate. What about selling with Shopify? Whether you're selling a little or a lot, Shopify helps you do your thing, however you cha-ching. Shopify is the global commerce platform that helps you sell at every stage of your business. From the launch your online shop stage to the first real-life store stage. All the way to the did we just hit a million orders stage? Shopify is there to help you grow. Whether you're selling scented soap or offering outdoor outfits, Shopify helps you sell. Wherever and whatever you're selling, Shopify's got you covered. Sign up for a $1 per month trial period at shopify.com slash try. Go to shopify.com slash try now to grow your business, no matter what stage you're in. Shopify.com slash try. Hey there, uh, welcome to Comedy Album Book Club, the podcast at which we listen to an influential, loved, hated, or rarely heard comedy album, and then talk about it with comedians and comedy nerds. I'm your host, Jason DeLine, an actor and comedy enthusiast. In this episode, we discuss Dennis Miller's The Off-White Album, his first of nine from 1988. We recommend listening to the album before listening to the rest of this episode. Dennis Michael Miller was born in Pittsburgh, Pennsylvania in 1953. Inspired by the film All the President's Men, he majored in journalism at Point Park University. But in 1979, he saw a Robin Williams HBO special that inspired him to become a comedian. He developed his style by talking about his fears at open mics. His style is laid back but critical of current events, often citing deep cut pop culture references. And he has a strong use of specific language, which he prides himself on. His influences include Jonathan Miller, Richard Pryor, Richard Belzer, and Jay Leno. We'll talk more about what we, th- uh, comedians, we think he's also like Uh, he's been a political commentator sports commentator and actor he was a cast member of saturday night live from 1985 to 1981 he hosted the weekend update as the news anchor and then he hosted his own talk shows on hbo cnbc as well as a radio show miller's listed as 21st on comedy central's 100 greatest standard comedians of all time and was ranked as the best host of saturday night live's weekend update by vulture (laughs) he's done 13 comedy specials been in 11 films two of which are okay and he's 65 years old on today's episode i'm joined by our producer and resident comedy nerd matthew ardill 
Hi, Matt. As well as our guests, comedian Todd Van Allen. Hello, how are you? There's Todd. Fine. If uh, if he's if he's you're asking the audience, they can't mm-hmm. answer. So yeah, I assume fine. you're asking me. Send it on uh, a postcard. <laughs> and comedian Chili Davidson. How yeah, you babe. Doing, Chili? Yeah, yeah, babe. Good to see you That's guys. That's my little Dennis Cha-cha. Miller. Yeah. Here we go. Sure. Cha cha cha. So uh, we'll see. <laughs> I made I made note. I tried to write down all the little nicknames mm-hmm. or or names he said. It wasn't as long a list as I it's thought. Have to tell the difference in an actual person and just the name he's made up. Sometimes, right. yeah. It started with Twyla, uh huh, and Twyla. then we had Mum and Shantz, mm-hmm. Habib, right, Aunt B, Cha mm-hmm. Cha, right, Gus, yeah, and Haji. Uh-huh. Mm, some of those so, are racial. Some of those are some quite of those, problematic. Some of those are a little. Yep. Some of those are not today. <laughs> right. Uh, Mum and Shantz is actually a dance troupe. Oh they do, yeah, they that's do right. mime and that's dance. Right. That's right. Uh, what were some of the other ones on that one? We had uh, um, Aunt B. Aunt I B. think was the aunt. From, uh, Mayberry, Mayberry, right? Mayberry. Yeah. yeah, the Andy Griffith show. Uh, or like any old aunt. Well, I had sure. an aunt. B. Everyone yeah, had Sam Drucker is the shopkeeper from Green Acres. Right. Um, right. I, I actually made a list of I mean, weird I obscure references. I watched that show, but nice. I couldn't. I can't tell you the I would right. remember that. I remember Mr. Haney. Does he? How do you, Mr. Heine, he had that crazy, something like that. Yeah. And then there was a guy named Arnold Ziffel. I think that uh-huh. was the name Arnie of it. Arnie Ziffel. Yeah. Was that the name of the pig? Uh, no. Or did Arnold um, Ziffel have a pig? The pig was named, um, Arnold. Oh, no, maybe it was Arnold. Maybe it was. Yeah. Yeah, yeah I think a pig was Arnold. It's yeah, been a long time. There's some right. great characters in that show. Right. And I've never Eva, felt my age yeah. more than, like, I'm, I'm a pretty old <laughs> soul. I get a lot of references. Uh-huh. I, I know so much about the 70s and 80s and stuff like that. But good lord, like yeah. every third word is like, I mean, they call Ron James the Canadian Dennis Miller because both of them are just like, how many references can I throw out at once? And if you right. get the references, it doesn't even matter if you find the, them funny or not. Right. You just love it. You're well, like, and yeah. I think he gets less accessible as he goes. This right. is Miller's yeah. first album, and I got most of the stuff. Yeah. Some of it's very specific, <laughs> a very small that. moment of time in like 87 right. or something. Um, but before we get too deep into it, uh-huh. sure, back up. I want to ask you, Todd, Yes. why you chose this album. This was an album. First of all, I always loved Dennis Miller. He was... He, he was, I know we we're going to disagree on this, but I, like when I go back on it, yes, Norm MacDonald was a really good uh, host of the um, Weekend Update, mm-hmm. but his stuff I always just found very smart, clever, well-written. It was like, yeah. it, whenever I listened to it back in the 80s, I was like, that's the guy I want to mm-hmm. be, because there's just so many great, specific references. Like, There's nothing, I think, that adds to a joke more than specificity. Like, you know, the, you know if you say... I'm in a coffee shop the other day, and the audience is now racing through their head going, oh, a, a coffee shop, so they all have their own thing. Sure. If you say a Tim Hortons, then they it's become more specific. Right. Um, but there are different Tim Hortons. But if you say, I was at the Tim Hortons at Queen and Bathurst, everyone knows exactly what you right. mean by Queen and Bathurst. Tim Hortons. Sure, like it's it the is, worst Tim Hortons. It's it's not it up there. It doesn't have a roof. Yes. It's, it's a terrible... They really just throw <laughs> beans in your face. I'm glad they finally yeah. got rid of that coffee time. There was a coffee time, uh, was it Parliament, just south of Richmond, mm-hmm. and the donuts always had bees on them. Yeah, like it was just right. you just couldn't go in yeah, there. It was yeah. just the worst. Anyway. But this is but that but that <laughs> that sort sprinkles. of yeah, <laughs> that richness Funny. of his. Uh, of, of, of his specific. specific choices and his just rattling that. And, and yeah. I remember um, reading an article about how he kind of goes through his process. 
and he'll and you heard examples of that today like you know as as he got more and more into his his career this was sort of like the i'm gonna put this out so people know what i'm about right in in the jokes that followed this album they became more and more you sort of see the process he was going through which was the first joke lands and it's for everyone the next tag is for about 70 percent right and then the next tag is for like 30 percent of the room and then that last one is for two guys at the back laughing their asses off because they understand the magna carta so well (laughs) and yeah like that's that's how he would he would structure his joke interesting and i I feel like the whole uh set is like that too like it's set it started off very accessible Mm -hmm. and slow slow paced and then just gets really fast ranty and Uh and referency and it's and then he became famous for the rants sure yeah uh, which i I believe started on saturday night live like i don't want to get off on a rant here i don't think so i I think it started on dennis miller live no but like he would there would be like a moment correct me if i'm wrong yeah. Where he would where he would just go in and go there'd be a, st- a new story goes I don't want to get off on a rant here and it wasn't a long one oh, yeah. but he would just yeah. throw that line out yeah. it was like the, oh. it was the seed that it, right. it, it oh, grew I didn't know from that. okay yeah. so I apologize what, what I find what I find interesting about those is like I don't know if you ever got the books of the rants no, no. um they were transcribed and when word I say word? when I say transcribed you'd be reading it along and he's like all I'm saying here is thank you. All I'm saying here is like there is no oh. proofreading on oh, this. Oh wow! So it even is the just, applause breaks. Right. He's, it is just wow. like some guy getting five bucks an hour. Type what you hear. I'll take it. That's a book. <laughs> I think that's kind of cool, actually. Yeah. By you, the way, you'll see that often. just like uh, we do disagree on a bit of it, but you're very like I feel like you're amongst the population um, of the group of people wanting to do comedy in the '80s. Like he was cool. Right. He was hip. He was smart. And unlike a guy like Norm Macdonald, right. in terms of actually in the room, if you watch any of Dennis Miller's like Weekend Update stuff, he killed artists in the room. Yes. And right. people loved Dennis Miller. Like, mm-hmm. Norm was for a more specific group of people, and uh, as was Colin Quinn and yeah. a lot of these people, whereas mm-hmm. Dennis, like, killed there. He yeah. was one of the only people that survived the 86-87 season because mm-hmm. he was one of the only consistents. Mm-hmm. And he is very smart and he was very cool and right. the interesting thing too like i find about his career is like he was on star search lost to sinbad mm-hmm. and then yeah. and then he hard made, to imagine yeah, yeah, and yeah. He's, so he's just doing the Complete touring opposite. circuit not doing political stuff at all mm-hmm. and then lauren see, sees him and he's like oh do you want to come to new york and work for me and he's yeah. like it, it kind of like Such gives a him a sideways thing. job right. offer mm-hmm. yeah and his political comedy career is born. That happens that with a lot of the update guys. It's like Seth Meyers wasn't a political guy; he was an improv guy. Mm-hmm, yeah, right. And then he, because he got, he it was the only job he could do on Saturday Night Live. And then yeah. they become these politics guys because it's like they need you're a great stand-up, and they need you to do mm-hmm. something mm-hmm. on the show. Well, and that's what made Chevy Chase such a great senator. Absolutely. Uh, yeah, uh, yeah. You know, he clearly learned a lot from his tenure at the uh-huh. desk. Yeah, yeah, and, exactly. Yeah. And now he's, he's just a brilliant right. politician. Uh-huh. 
I think well, Jane Curtin would make a great congresswoman. I, I always have to uh-huh. say that if yeah. Jane Curtin was doing it in the last five years, she'd be like a Samantha Bee type. Mm-hmm. Oh, hell yeah. Oh, yeah. Really yeah. Quick well, she was, uh, did you see her on the 40th anniversary? She came back. Yeah, and did the, was that was so pretty 40. rad, man. Yeah, yeah, yeah. She, and super it. nice, but yeah, really, yeah. really sharp. Yeah, she's yeah. so smart. Great counterbalance like, to Ackroyd in the early days. I, 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 like, I just think so strong. really ahead of her time. I think we're all missing Victoria Jackson's brilliance. Sure, yeah. I think. Doing the splits on the news desk. That's right. Well, she and Dennis Miller had a great rapport. The two they of did, them. actually. And, yeah. and, and now that we see them, we go, of course you did. It all makes sense. <laughs> yes. Of course you did. Exactly. Now. So hasn't yeah. she been like completely banned from YouTube for being so freaking well, crazy? Well, she wasn't really invited to the 40th, but Dennis Miller was. He just couldn't make yeah, it. Right. Apparently uh, everyone was. Yeah. And, and, mm-hmm. and there have been different accounts. Like if you ask Lauren, apparently Lauren's a pretty good guy and respects everyone who's ever been on the show despite differences they might have later but yeah there's there's stories that dennis wasn't invited he he came out and said right i was i had a vacation planned or whatever right i I mean i love lauren but i just couldn't make it last victoria was i think she said she was invited but wasn't allowed in the room there was a whole thing (laughs) and she's like Mm. i don't know i can valet parking She's the only thing I've heard. She did a the Carson podcast. She was really good on that, but she right. feels so left out of so many things. And what the Carson podcast? Yeah, it's a it's another what? great podcast. That oh, like a podcast okay, right. podcast, but no it's problem. a guy who interviews people who are famous for going on Carson okay. or family members. Oh, wow. I I thought oh. it was. I thought you were confusing the Tonight Show with a podcast. <laughs> yeah, yeah. everything's a podcast. Yeah, that podcast. It's like, oh, it's chilly. Just a word for it now. I know. It's just yeah. a yeah. podcast that right. Johnny Carson. I'm gonna I'm gonna go watch The Walking Dead. You know that podcast. <laughs> It's so great. Yeah. It's on after the Mad Men podcast. Yeah. I just don't know television anymore. Um, I've got a couple other tidbits here about him that mm-hmm. I find interesting because uh, people often ask what happened to Dennis Miller because a lot of people champion him as this liberal comedian, this left wing comedian, mm-hmm. and then after two thousand, right. yeah, and then after in listening two, to it now, it's a short. Sure. Oh right. yeah, no, it's not yeah. right wing. It's more uh, no, and and yeah. he he said he voted for uh, Herbert Walker Bush in eighty eight, mm-hmm. which he then later said that's proof he's conservative, and that he said that in ninety two. Right. Um, but he's spoken over the years about kind of going left and right. He mm-hmm. he says that he follows whoever makes sense, but I think. After 9 mm-hmm. he's a little right of center. And uh, you can hear the criticism here of, you know, saying something like the, the thing about Lebanon is the mm-hmm. 11 million people are in it for the rest or whatever. Yeah. Like, that's, yeah. a, that's a pretty nasty. Yeah, right. it wouldn't be as nasty then right. at the time. I would hate to be yeah. his next shawarma. <laughs> that is not gonna fly. There's a lot of theories out there. Yeah, well, why he went where he did. I think. Mm-hmm. I think he. I, I think he became very scared very quickly. Right. Yeah, and I think. Way. I think he clinged into the only sort of ideology. Like you, you can hear it in sort of the even in the in in this album. You can hear the patriotism that that is in. Sure. It. Like he makes fun of a lot of things, and yeah. you know the the people that. Um, the guy that he supports is supported by a bunch of the people he shits on in this album. Yeah. So yeah. now he is part of their team. Um, right. I, I would love to know how he reconciles that, but uh, like mm-hmm. it would be nice to see him as like a guest speaker at a MAGA rally, yes. and then someone just plays Alabama. Um, <laughs> but he's not like. He's not the type of Republican that I don't think was like was ever a Trump supporter. He's no. not a Tea Party guy. He's like a John Kasich. 
like Tim yeah. Allen type guy who likes to act like they mm-hmm. are really smart. Right. And in reality, right. there's no depth to a lot of the things. Right. Like no. yeah. and, and Miller says that himself is he's not really that kind of a political guy. Yeah. He just wanted to make jokes. And coming from a journalism background, he liked language. He liked yeah. the specificity. And he just watched a lot of TV as a kid. So has all these arcane pop yeah. culture yeah. references. Yeah, yeah, yeah. But it sounds very clever. He's very well spoken. He, he, but he's sort of that that asshole comedian, isn't he? Like he's a lot like Leary or Hicks, but with more right. polish, more cool. Yeah. yeah. You know, it's. You can you can see the pattern of the jokes, which is introduce sure. what I'm about to talk about. Initially, shit on what I'm yeah. about to talk about. Continue on with my thread, shit on that part. Right. Then tag, tag, tag. Yeah. 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 And it's just like ref. You're right. It's like reference, reference. Like he is grabbing the shirt and just giving you chin music. And like the someone, entire time. I read someone describe him as uh, he <laughs> wasn't particularly intelligent, mm-hmm. but he had a deep well. And a quick retrieval system. Right, right. Um, he just has all these things he can pull from. And uh, I, I'd love to know his process. That's yeah. something that comes up sometimes in this podcast is yeah. I wish we could be a fly on the wall and understand how they write because it seems very off the cuff. I mean, this album is only two tracks. Right. And I just assume it's it's probably from two different nights and they just cut it in there right. to, to, to do that. But like that's a long Mm-hmm. You know, 40 minutes or 20 minutes, that's a long set. I mean, right. of course, people do an hour and stuff like that. But, I mean, there aren't a lot of real discernible segues. Yeah. Um, I mean, there definitely are. You can write down what all the bits are and stuff, but it's pretty seamless. This is this is actually the audio track from a, a video special. Right. It's him live in D.C., I believe. Is so the... what happens in the middle, then? Um I think it. I think you're right. I think it is just a splice, okay. like between a couple of nights, right. so we're in the same suit. Because you don't notice okay. that cut in the right. Um, well, it fades out. And yeah, then it does fade out, fades out, but it's like, but it picks up in. like yeah. it but doesn't his, feel like it's a juxtaposition of yeah. two completely different. Like, I wonder if he has like a box of similes. Yeah, right. <laughs> and then he just like, okay, I've got this, and he just starts flipping through this rolodex of fun, right. and then finds the right one. Like the thing, the thing that has always impressed me with him is just. The as as soon as he throws out the simile or the metaphor that he's going to anchor that joke in, you just go, of course. Mm-hmm. And I also found this with The Simpsons. There mm-hmm. were jokes in that when I first heard it in 1988 that there were. It was like watching The Simpsons, where I, The Simpsons would do something, and it would it was entertaining, but it was referring to something that you maybe didn't know. So yes. then when you finally see that thing, you go, oh, my God. Yes. That's that. Yes. Right. I, I, and, I've met I've known people where uh, I've quoted like the Godfather or something. Right, yeah, yeah, yeah. And they say, oh, Simpsons. And I'm like, no. <laughs> Indirectly. <laughs> but what's fantastic yeah. about that, the Simpsons or in the early days was that those reference it didn't matter if you i mean it's a it's icing on the cake if right. you get the reference but if you don't it's still funny their jokes were good enough on yes. their own you didn't even have to get it no but that's no. pretty awesome exactly well he's got some of that i don't always think that's the case with Dennis. not Ford. always no. some no. of them i'm just no. sitting there going boy i wish i got this yeah yeah, yeah. i was hilarious i was yeah. watching the, i was watching the back of your head trying to figure out what you were getting <laughs> and what you weren't yeah as you were as you were listening my to favorite this. joke in the whole thing i think is the whole airplane joke like crashing and being the only one who's not a like christian or whatever right, yeah. that yeah. was i think that's just yeah. really written there's not a lot mm-hmm. of references in there it's tight. It's just a good joke, right? right. There's a few of those yeah. in there that I was like, oh, that's just a really good joke. And yeah. there's no need. 
He's not making any extra noises. He's not making any yeah. extra sounds. He's not right. making weird references. I mean, he's got a couple in there. I mean, it does prove that he's he's just genuinely also really good at writing jokes, mm-hmm. but he also yeah. does these things. I mean, it's like it's like Chappelle has his fishbowl of punchlines. Right. He's got this Rolodex of similes, as mm-hmm. Todd says, and it's like... But he yeah. doesn't reuse he them, which is amazing. No, it's like, yeah. pretty incredible. Like it Except fit- for the Gabor mm-hmm. sisters. He really leaned into that. Yeah, yeah, yeah. yeah. <laughs> well, they do it anyway. Once in this... In this, uh... this three times in the, he brought the Gabor system up. Times? Yeah, did? the only thing he brought up more than once. Oh, so, like, I, I didn't catch three times. Yeah. Evangelical Gabor sister. Yes. Um, Doesn't he drop a Zsa in there? Yeah. Yeah. Oh, yeah. Okay. And and there's another. I yeah. I, I, I can't. Oh, I, uh, I think he he mentions Green Acres. He does mention Green Acres, which well, he is, mentions but, the characters. The characters, right. but he, he does right. specifically Drucker. call out the right. four right. sisters right. three right. times, and I'm right. like, it's just the only time I like the huh. that being said, the only thing he reused, and the, every other thing is like one and done. Right. Yeah. And I wonder. I wonder if to amuse himself, if he when he tours or something, mm-hmm. if some of the tags. He comes up with on the spot right uh or if it's written that mm-hmm. heavily and tightly i i don't know i gotta say the rooms that he's probably performing in front of now he is really gonna have to dumb down some of those references yeah i wrote some of the, like bf skinner kabuki theater uh-huh. moment mm-hmm. like that 70s yeah. mask mm-hmm. stuff mm-hmm. um trefo's 400 blows, blows. Mm-hmm. uh that was, yeah. Copernicus, was mm-hmm. William the Conqueror, Jeté, which is a dance right. move, uh-huh. uh, a Scarulo. But then he also is like doing uh, jokes about two, wearing two condoms right. or yeah, like, square dances. Like, yeah, I was right. I was surprised. Uh, I expected a lot more of it to be political. Yeah. And uh, there was a lot of just kind of everyday really stand politics. No. Like three quarters right. of no, it's a lot and of ob- observation. And then it's rattle, 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 rattle. Yeah. yeah. And he, 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 but that I think is a testament to like him, like you say, like when this show is ramping up and he is getting more and more furious not not angry but like furious in terms of the speed and the tone right you can see these parts but he also has these wonderful moments of pace because like yes. it starts out very slow like like i think it told him i don't know two and a half minutes to tell his first joke yeah before <laughs> you know and that's a long way to go yeah for fame um yeah you know especially yeah. that coco <laughs> you know i think he just likes that one for coco but yeah. he's but, also hot off the introduction right like you sure. have a bit of time if you're a known commodity yeah, in yeah, the yeah, comedy yeah, world yeah. where you can just yeah. bask in the mm-hmm. glow for a bit and everyone's already laughing just because you're standing that, like, right there, you know yeah right. you have a little time yeah. but the but then like you know he, he would run in to like like even when he's discussing like that when he gets into the sex chunk mm-hmm. and you know, there's a, there was a, a very fast ramp up. I can't remember the materials before. There was a fast ramp up, and then he's like, "Now we have this thing." You can feel the room slow down, right? And then he, you know, and then it speeds up again when the woman is playing is you know is, is this put gland chop back in the car, yeah, right? <laughs> gland chop is probably my favorite oh my reference gosh. that he makes. <laughs> Did you get that one, Chili? Okay, so lamb chop was a puppet, oh, right? I knew right, and so chop. gland chop is just a play on words. And, oh, and, okay, and it's weird okay, that he okay, made it okay. carport because it's kind of right. incongruous the two yeah, things. Exactly. But sure, whatever. He gets away with it. I do feel like it's kind of show offy. It is. It pulls yes. Me back. Yes. Like, I, what is the word he used? Uh, I use like now. I'm uh, pretty respectful about sex, but I guess in my younger days, I used to be precocious. Uh, precocious. Uh, I, 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 oh. 
capricious. Oh, capricious. Right. Yeah. Which is like, that's me being, that's yeah. like, just like, that's an un, you could right. say loose, and we'd all. Right. Sure. Yeah. But that's part of his whole thing, it's right? F- like, fancy he, words. He, yeah. he somehow was, I think he was in a very specific time where he became famous on Saturday Night Live, where we were okay with people sort of being smarter than us and yeah. nobody nobody allows that anymore right everybody yeah. wants comedians to be equal or dumber than us mm-hmm. now right. but it used to be like we'd respect someone who was in a slightly uh, authoritative position mm-hmm. he wore a suit he was the newsman but he was sarcastic he talked out of the side of his right. mouth you know and people liked and sometimes he punched down you know yeah. like and and people yeah. at the time i feel like enjoyed picking on other people but that in was a different the 80s. way yeah. Like yeah. I, I have described oh, yeah. i have described 80s comedy as welcome to the 80s where racism is totally cool and queers are weird and that yeah. was that was it like and the, it's how yeah. fast and quick can i be right yeah. you look at a yeah. lot of like yeah. uh like rich Scheidner is a perfect mm-hmm. example of a guy who would go on carson right. and just the only thing that was really funny was how quick and like boom, boom, boom. I yeah. haven't seen. Apparently, he's like I've seen him a little bit more recently. He's actually kind of funny. I watched some of his mm-hmm. YouTube. He's different now. Right. But what right. he was in the '80s, and it took him a while to fix that, was that it was just this quick like boom. I got the punchline. Boom. It's just like everything's rhythm. Mm-hmm. It's rhythm. Yeah. Over jokes, mm-hmm. and it's yeah. so funny to think it's like a lot of people in the '70s broke that, yeah. and then '80s almost went. To a different rhythm, yeah. and they stuck with that. So and there's a lot hard. of that in this. Like, yeah. there's oh, yeah. a lot of times where it feels like we know we know so hard. This is the end of this bit, and it's yeah. the punchline. And people are laughing at not a great joke uh-huh. because they're just trained to. Yeah. And there's the applause. It's the Dennis Miller. Yeah. I, uh... Yeah, yeah, that's, that's the, the cue. That's, that's the a subliminal cue. cue. That is, oh, that's our laugh break. Yeah. That is, that is something that was very typical in the eighties, mm-hmm. which was, which was comics terrified that there be a silence. Yes, so they need yeah. to roll that in. Like you know, if you ever hear like, I mean, Conan still yeah. on his show every night. He'll make a joke and then say, which I thought, yeah, was interesting, right? Yeah, and then yeah, move yeah. on. And that's just the filler in case mm-hmm. they don't. Yeah, yeah. 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 I mean, it's very self conscious. Dennis, mm-hmm. it was like. Uh, like oh, it's like this over talking kind of thing. Like you know what I'm saying here, and it's yeah. like it's like it's just like they're almost laughing at that more than right. they're laughing at the joke, right? Mm-hmm. Mm-hmm. Which yeah. is like it's very interesting. Yeah. Which is what like I mean, he's so heavily parodied in a sense because it's so oh, yeah. calculated. I mean, did you guys ever see um, one of my favorite bits with Miller um, and one of my favorite Dana Carvey bits was yeah. um, it was either the end of the season or the beginning of the season and. Uh, Dennis Miller had to do the news anchor oath. And so he said to, to swear me in is myself, Dennis Miller. And so it was Dana Dana Carvey Carvey dressed just like him. And he said, I, Dennis Miller. And Dana says, I, Captain Hairdo. And then he's going off on (laughs) rants and doing all these great um, references and stuff. And it was perfect. Then Tom Hanks also does it too. And they sing Jingle Bells together. Jingle Uh, Bells. It's so great. Yeah. To yeah. to be able to take Harvey. that parody of you sitting right beside you, yeah, is yeah, is, is pretty cool. But, but yeah. It, yeah. it feels like he's sort of lost his sense of humor about himself yes. over the years. Well, he, like he used to be able to take it and roll with it, and it's just not there right. anymore. He, he is friends. Like he did tour with Harvey and I think John Lovitz for a while. Mm-hmm. Yeah, mm-hmm. Uh, I haven't seen Lovitz's stand up. I imagine it's not good, but. Um, <laughs> I got a lot of love for Lovitz. He's got uh, sure. a, he's his attitude and swagger he, he's kills me. Hilarious and again one yeah. of the best Saturday Night Live cast members mm-hmm. of all time. I'll put him up in top twenty <laughs> right. for sure. sure. But 
Uh, I believe he is still doing his uh, episode of Larry Sanders right now. <laughs> yeah, yeah, exactly. <laughs> blah, 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 blah. But he, like, Carvey says his stand-up is just him being, like, not politically correct the whole time. And I right. just imagine mm. it's him doing a bunch of bitterness, mm-hmm. um, which is his shtick is he's bitter about everybody else's success. Right. Um, but, but, but how much of that, that's together, what I don't So I guess know. they're still friends and he yes. still talks to, I mean, they're all pretty uh, middle of the road. Neither of them like sure. Carvey describes himself as a, like a, a radical moderate or whatever. Like right. just like right. very mm-hmm. central and Lovitz is a little, like things he said about Obama were pretty terrible. Like mm-hmm. yeah. pretty, He's just right of center, maybe. Mm-hmm. Um, so none of them are like they're all that that soft, squishy libertarian yeah, middle yeah. ground. Right. A lot of the people were like Sandler was pretty, <clears throat> like he's like a Republican Spade, and those guys like mm-hmm. it was a weird era of Saturday Night Live where they were kind of right wing. Yeah. What what happens when you do SNL? Like how do how do they turn this right wing factory? on like I like <laughs> yeah. is it just all the sleep deprivation all the drugs and they just come out republican is that what happens i, I think that's what happened in the 80s for sure uh-huh. yeah. yeah i mean yeah. now i mean you you got lauren you know, has a lot to answer for yeah that, that period in there yeah. and like now it's is, you look at what's coming out of there and it's um john it's, laney and stuff mm-hmm. like that so i mean like, it's, oh, yeah. it's swung the yeah. other yeah. way right. now These shows <laughs> are like like very left preachy and like, right and yeah i'm not saying it's negative or positive it's just what it is right yeah the news is now like Michael Che and Colin Joster. Right. You, yeah. you watch Seth Meyers, or as I like to call it, the news. Yeah. Because yeah. yeah. I just I just go through, like, I'll maybe watch an interview that he does if it's someone there, but I'm always there for, like, the closer, closer look, look and the check-in. Yeah. yeah. That's the only two things that I watch. Yeah. Because it's just him doing a desk piece, so it just reminds me of, you know, Weekend Update. Yeah. And it's and really great. It is. Stuff. Yeah. It's... I, I, I think, I mean, this is my opinion, but I think politics, they say Donald Trump was great for comedy. I think it's terrible because mm-hmm. <laughs> I think Seth is really funny, but he's forced to kind of do the same stuff yeah. over. And I, I just yeah. love I didn't watch. Socialism. I didn't like your yeah. show until really Donald Trump. Right. Got I'm just tired of it. It's I'm weird tired, to say. I'm tired but, of seeing uh, Colbert talk about it over and over. I don't yeah. watch Colbert. Yeah. I, I yeah. liked him so much better as that character. Yeah. Colbert, because I, I watched his show before and after the election, mm. and before the election, he really hadn't found himself. Right. And then when the election results were coming in. And you see him kind of drunk in front of the cameras with a tumbler of whiskey in his hand going, I don't know what the hell is happening right now. The next shows just went through. Like, he found himself. It Mm -hmm. was like when Leno had um, uh, Hugh Grant on. Yeah. And that became the pivot point. Like, he found found his moment where it's just like, okay, now I know what I need to do. And he's done. And it's it. truthful, right? right? It's it's you're not you're not trying to pretend to be I still don't like his uh I don't like Colbert's interview style. I feel like he's he's Fallon esque. We have a lot of uh yeah. talk show hosts now that are just such fans of the people right. that the interviews are so slow pitch. I really miss Letterman uh, in the role he was in as a talk show host. I'm not really a fan of his uh my next guest needs no introduction because even he's falling into that a little right. bit. Like mm-hmm. I, I like my favorite thing he with play Letterman. Beer pong with the Pope. Is that what he does? <laughs> yeah, exactly. Well, he he's but when very he used to interview different. people that we didn't know who they were. Yeah, that was awesome. Like, Harvey Peake. Well, that's like that's yeah, like yeah. Uh, Fallon's first show. I uh-huh. like Jimmy Fallon when he did Late Night. When he did yes. Late Night, he used to have like Charles Grodin on and like sure. a bunch of people who yeah. he's genuinely fans of. And I mm-hmm. love. 
Jimmy when he's genuinely fans of someone, right. a fan of someone. Yeah. Now it's like NBC's puppet, right? But Letterman like, would also like he had years running bit with the guy from the Hello Deli down the street, yeah, yeah. Yeah. and he would bring in like the staff, like the cue card guy mm-hmm. became yeah. a celebrity, and yeah. and he would and the stupid pet tricks, like it was people who weren't already celebrities yeah. and found. The interesting weirdness about right. them. That's what I want. I don't want to see another recycled yeah, People yeah. Magazine I mean, review. Yeah, Leno kind of changed that culture a lot. Yeah, he did. Carson used to have weirdos on too. Oh yeah, he did. but yeah. but and that was and when it was a ninety-minute show. Yeah. So yes. like you know, okay, here comes a bird expert for twenty minutes <laughs> to uh, yeah. to yeah. steer to steer it back to to Dennis Miller. I'm glad someone one is of on, one of the uh, don't mean to take over. Um, <laughs> When you've been doing when, it forty years, when he was yes, exactly. I was just you know back when podcasting was just opening your window and screaming out what you liked. <laughs> my next guest is my neighbor. Um, when uh, De- I remember seeing Dennis Miller on the old um, late uh, late night with David Letterman, um, uh, and it was fun watching him. He came on. He didn't do stand up. He did panel, mm. and. You could tell it was panel. Like at this, at, at the point that uh, I was getting into comedy and stuff like that, I, 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 at the age of like 16, 17, I figured out like, oh, they're just doing stand up, but they're doing While it they're in a chair. <laughs> it's like they're talking. Yeah. I see. Yeah. And so he was doing panel and he broke the, uh, he broke the illusion because he was, mm. he was doing this stuff and he, he was bringing in like this from Russia with love rest, uh, re- reference to uh, a flight he had taken. Right. He's like, the stewardess was having a bad time. She was about as courteous as that broad with the knife and a shoe from uh, <laughs> uh, 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 from Russia with love. It's like, more coffee, Mr. Bond? And then um, he just, after he gets through this like three minutes of doing airplane jokes, he just turns to Dave and goes, you know how, how nice it is to have a new airplane chunk? <laughs> and they both start laughing because that's an inside joke to, to him. Right. But in that same episode, huh. and it was also in part of that airplane chunk, I saw, to to Dennis Miller's credit, he's going through his joke. You can tell he's just like, he's doing his act. Right. But he's doing it to David's face, like just across huh. from him. And he's talking about the woman in the security it's like I'm watching the woman who's uh, I'm watching the woman who's uh, watching the security camera. The luggage goes through. She's got the attention span of Boo Radley, and <laughs> and I see and, and David wow. they they cut back and Letterman just goes hands up goes yeah. no idea who that is and Dennis Miller just turns around really <laughs> the shut in from To Kill a Mockingbird yeah, yeah. And he goes on with the joke and he's three words in and Dave goes oh yeah. Yeah, like you can hear him <laughs> like that. And it's like it's just That's, so wow. It's it's him like it that was a charming moment for me. Sure. Because that's when I went, it's okay that we don't get this. Because yeah. that's a friend of his. Right. And he doesn't get yeah. it. Well, yeah. and maybe he did, but he saved yes. it knowing his audience did. Yeah. Right, 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 yeah. right. Yeah. And that's Letterman yeah. was great at that. He, yeah, he was, I mean, like, wanted to keep it low, bro. He's such an interesting character because I've like I've read uh, I recently read a book on him, and I I mean I'm he's changed so much. Like mm-hmm. he, he Letterman. Yeah, the yeah. book I read. Both well, Dennis made, Miller as well. The yes. book I, I read about Letterman made me feel like I liked him and hated him more at the same time because he was kind of a jerk to a lot of his staffers and guests he didn't like. Whereas right. now he's trying this huge effort to be a lot nicer to people. Right. And stuff. Yeah. Whereas Dennis, it's interesting that you say that because like in, in interviews since with, uh, with either of those guys, mm. Letterman has become very 
uh, a very apologetic and yeah. he wants to grow More into it. He goes, I have made mistakes. I need to make resolutions around those mistakes. Uh, I am sorry for what I've done. I would, I did this. And like, yeah. he was just like very, very, and I buy it. Concerned. Absolutely. Yeah. yeah. Of course you do. Um, <laughs> we, and I don't mean that in the kind of sense, like I mean, yeah, you yeah. as a whole It's like, of course you do, because yeah. that's the only choice we have. Right. right. Like we have to take him at his word and just, it, you know, yeah. this is what we want. But with, with Dennis Miller after nine 11 and, and just for him going, pulling that ship harder and harder to, the yeah. Yeah. to I think where he's, he's, painted himself kind of the same way that and I hate to bring these two into the same camp, but Chuck Woolery has done the exact same thing. Right. Where oh, there's yeah. just there's no turning back. Yeah. Like, there's yeah. like he has now made his this is my fan base now. Yeah. And like like I, I refer in the same way, like whenever I bring up Jay Leno and I talk about his old career and when I talk about Dennis Miller, I always say Dennis Miller back when he was a comedian. <laughs> right. Would do that. Who like is, uh... Chuck Woolery, well, Ooh. cha-cha. Uh, he, uh, dating game, I guess. Dating was game. The big yeah, he was yeah. A, he was a talk oh. show host. Oh, okay. Well, well a game show, game host, show, really. game show yeah. host. I'm sorry. Yeah, okay. yeah, yeah. He never had a talk show. Um, it was a game shows that he that and he sort of disappeared show. for a while, but then came, I guess, to Twitter prevalence, or right. I don't know what it was. The hey, Chuck Woolery's on. This will be fun. Oh, good God! Yeah, <laughs> yeah. it's like '90s or something, 2000s. Probably the late 80, 90s. Or, yeah. Or, yeah. I don't 80, know. He's a guy who's been around a while. He probably hosted a bunch of different yeah. uh, shows. Probably mm-hmm. recognizing. Probably something with big cards. Yeah. Probably card <laughs> yeah. sharks or something. <laughs> exactly. Yeah. Uh, just, listening to this album, it really amazes me at like how much of Bill, Bill Maher has ripped off Dennis Miller as right. a whole. <laughs> like his entire shtick from, from Cradle to Grave uh-huh. seems to be, I'm going to be Dennis Miller, but slightly left but racist well, I, yeah. it was also a lot less funny. I yeah. don't think. Uh, well, that's the, the he's ripped it off. It's not genuine. Right. Yeah. It's not he, he just wants to talk it. about uh-huh. his opinions yeah. and try to slip right. jokes in. He's not a he's not a joke smith. But they would yeah. have been contemporaries at one point because sure. because uh, well, Bill because Bill Maher was also doing like I remember seeing evenings at the Improv around the same time that you know Dennis Miller would have been doing stand up and they would have mm. both been touring. So there's no way they don't. They probably both have one night stands. Too. Absolutely. Yeah. Um so it's you're right like it's it's very interesting to see but like if you look at Bill Maher's comedy back then there were actual jokes. Yeah. Oh, yeah. Uh, he, he, a, he before he got the late show stuff like back in the yeah. brick wall era right. in the 80s and early 90s like I kind of found him funny because yeah. he wasn't doing all the stuff that yeah. I later came to find oh no mm-hmm. <laughs> just I'm going to just turn you off and never turn you back on right, again. Right. And I don't always yeah. disagree with Bill Maher. I mean I often do, yeah. but when I do, I still don't like him. Like, it's so right? weird. He's just I such don't a jerk a how he makes his points. Like He's really yeah. disliked by a lot of comedians. Like a lot of people say the same thing. Like they'll watch the show because of the format, and like right. I agree. Like sometimes some of those overtimes are really fun to watch just because mm-hmm. he gets all these different opinions. But in terms of like his new rules and stuff, like mm-hmm. it's so bad. Like it's just like, and a lot of comics don't like him. Like he's a yeah. butt of a lot of jokes, mm-hmm. and it's like. That must be such a weird feeling, like yeah. Yeah, so, not to be respected those, by your community. Yeah. Some uh-huh. of the some of the things that that I will watch because I'll find the odd clip on YouTube that kind of floats into the feed and go, okay, let's see what this is about. And he's he can be right about a few things, and I will find some of them entertaining. But you're right, like the bulk of it, like you know, oh maybe I'll go, I'll see what this monologue is like. No. Yeah. Um, and it's interesting, like you know, they both kind of change. Both Dennis Miller and mm-hmm. and and Bill Maher changed, and. It's interesting that we've we've turned against Bill Maher, whereas for the most part, I don't know where you guys stand on it, 
when I, when I see what's happening with Dennis Miller, my initial reaction is, oh, Dennis. Yeah. Like, <laughs> why? How there's, did you let this There's happen? a sadness to like there how is. I feel about it. It's like, it's like, I, I kind of look at it as like the cultural inflection point of 9-11 mm-hmm. broke a lot of people. Yeah. And, yeah. and I think he's mm-hmm. one of them. But, I, but see, I still don't know how much of it is really him. Because he was on Kimmel uh, late last year, and he seemed really down to earth. Mm-hmm. and kind yeah that was a great and interview it was a great interview and they talked about his politics and how he says he doesn't consider himself uh political i i think he is that sort of fearful right side of center guy mm-hmm. but i don't think he's as hateful as he comes across no, in his not. Not, i think it's to incite person. people yeah. and we we all used to laugh at it in a different way For and sure. now half of us do well, right. and half of yes, us yes, cringe. Yes, yes. Well, I, I think it's like my issues with jerry seinfeld new material yeah right. jerry seinfeld's new material isn't bad because of how it's re- it's bad because it's an 80s joke told mm-hmm. in the 2000s well, we, we talked about this yeah. on the last podcast does he say the n-word no oh, okay. but he uses seinfeld? like he yeah. is the gay stuff he right. he leans into that mm-hmm. a lot mm-hmm. and it's like it's just it's not funny well, yeah he, it shows it, your age you gotta change with the times yeah. right. here's the thing i think my mom actually mentioned this to me a long time ago which is a, an interesting theory which is it wasn't necessarily that Dennis Miller was scared by 9-11. He recognized that people were scared, like mm. George Bush right. recognized that people were living in fear and decided, oh, this is a market, right? Yeah. And there's yeah. not a lot of right-wing comedians out there, and you mm-hmm. can probably name yeah. them on one hand. You know, it's like Tim Allen and Larry mm-hmm. the Cable Guy, right. and, uh, Jeff Foxworthy. So it's like, oh, this is a market that a lot of people also feel this way about you know, the Middle East or whatever, and I can just start making jokes about it, and a lot of people will pay me for it. But not just that. Like, where left and right are now has shifted. Yeah. I mean, if, if it was the same as it is right now, you could argue that we were all way more right-wing sure. in 1988. Sure, and he just you, you heard all the kids were using gay slurs as an insult. Mm-hmm. They weren't even really knowing what they were saying, and they right. would say racist things as well. Like, we just... We weren't as, uh, I mean, we got a long way to go, and I think we've slipped in the last week. But uh-huh. anyway, um, <laughs> we've, uh, <laughs> there's been some progress right. uh, in the last 30 years. Mm-hmm. And it's weird when a comedian who got famous at that time doing something, their audience demands they keep doing it. Right. Yeah. And I don't, you know, it's like they're in a bubble and can't really evolve with the rest of mm-hmm. us, if that yeah. makes sense. But, but you have to, like, and you have to grow at that time. Like, and people do. I mean, yeah. Don't get me wrong. A lot and, of I, and I think do. to a sense, Seinfeld has. I mean, yeah. this was our last one. I think he has joked. Yeah. The... But I, I think Dennis Miller hasn't. I think he's locked into that mm-hmm. structure yeah. that he's well, established. Well, he doubled down the other way because there's still yeah. half the population yeah. is yeah. on that side of things. They, the, they'll but, come to a show. But you've got, but uh, again, you need that awareness. You need to be in the room and by the room i need the work i mean the world like right i have been podcasting for 12 years in that time there are recordings mm. and things on those recordings that even that today and, and we're not even talking a long period of time like yeah. you know friends era yes uh which is also has not aged well that is a problem no. show. yeah um yeah. some of the stuff on my on my old podcast episodes are just you would go nope that's not cool and you know, do I do that now in uh, in the new episodes? Of course I do, right. because <laughs> you know, making fun of gay people is fun. Yeah, um, you are, you are. no, but like you you uh, you grow and you and and you learn because if you if you don't you don't 
you you don't service your audience. Well, and, and to these days it seems like so many people, possibly because of the social platforms we have and, mm -hmm. and finding other people like you, people are so committed to their opinions mm -hmm. and mm -hmm. not committed to uh, an open mind and changing that mind. And well, that's right. a terrifying thing to me. I'll and it's sad. And you also, through your podcast, are <laughs> exposing yourself um, do oh yeah, with that. yeah. There you go. Uh, oh, but open uh, robes every time but, uh, you record. But, but you're robes. you're meeting uh, people who have to keep it fresh all the time, right. who aren't celebrities. They're they're chasing new audiences, mm -hmm. and you're meeting young comedians, and you're hearing their perspectives. Yeah. And I think, and you have an open mind, so mm -hmm. like you're constantly feeding yourself with new perspectives, right. I guess, which yeah. is great. And right. so we should all host a comedy podcast, yeah. is what I'm saying. I'll give, I'll give Todd a lot of credit because. Uh, I've, I've seen Todd a handful of times and like absolutely when you see someone you're like because Todd's an older guy I'm like oh I'm surprised at how <laughs> hip he is and smart he is and he keeps, keeps he's not old or you're young yeah, yeah. That's, that's... But, just, but let me tell you there isn't a, there isn't a lot of room on that stage with me and those WKRP references that I start throwing out there when I start uh, talking about Sam and Diane's dalliances exactly yeah. uh, but there's guys that are younger than Todd well, I yeah. feel like are older than Todd in the terms right. of the fact that it's like, like I mean, touch. I'll, right. I will never say names, but it's like you see people only like maybe 30, 40, and it's like, gosh, like what, like how have you not evolved? You're starting comedy now, right? And yeah. it's like it's just things that you're tone deaf about. It's not even <laughs> yeah. like an opinion. Well, is isn't it? You're just don't you find deaf. it interesting? Like some of the people, there's so many different kinds of people who get into comedy and some people who get into comedy. I mean, a lot of people are introverts, but I've met people who got into comedy who are very lone wolf type people, mm -hmm. but they've watched a bunch of stuff from the eighties and then just try it, but they haven't lived. Right. They're like writing jokes that are derivative of 30 year old yeah, jokes yeah. Yeah. as yeah, opposed yeah. to their own experiences. Yeah. Right. And it's sad to watch because uh -huh. they want, to, it to work, but they just don't understand how to do it. Nothing drives me more nuts than when someone is up on stage giving me the performance of what they think the performance of a comedian is. Yeah. yeah. As opposed to just being themselves telling jokes. They're, they put on this facade. You can just hear it in the tone of voice. Totally. You can hear it in the delivery. You can see how mechanical it is. Mm -hmm. And it's just not like this. The Off-White album, if you put it in a time capsule, that sums up 88. Yeah, there was absolutely. every single thing about that made it 88. The Reagan era economics, the sort of arrogance that was built in around Reagan era economics mm -hmm. of like, because you can, you can hear the disdain in his voice. Mm -hmm. uh, not disdain, but like, you know, in the jokes of like, you know, if you're wearing a name tag, like he yeah. really kind of hits There's the blue collar. Yeah. He really hits yeah. the flyover states and the red states. Um, all the stuff about AIDS, all the stuff about yeah. the Middle East, all the stuff about like the Russian stuff is still relevant. Yeah. You know, yeah. Um, but that but that summed up like everything that was happening at that. Yeah. Time. And and hearing you say that, it makes me realize talking about the shift of left and right. You know, we say, oh, we saw that he was on the right back then. Right. But then he was probably just left yeah. of center. Yeah. Sure. Right. Uh, that stuff was stuff we were all thinking about like i imagine his biggest audience was in that year yeah like we weren't as divided as we are now and, and that know? was like coming right off of snl so he's oh, yeah top he's a his, rock star top of his of course like mm -hmm. recognition and, and, and i mean we talked a bit about how 
Saturday Night Live is a bit of a right wing factory. I mean, I wouldn't, I wouldn't quite say that. I, I think the show is definitely seen mm-hmm. and always has been as a leftist yeah. show, right? yeah. a liberal minded show. Well, yeah, the, it, when he was on there, show. it was he was it's, he was doing left wing material. But right. as soon as he like that entire chunk of the cast during that era, all left and were all right center right yeah kind uh-huh. of pe- so it's just it was a weird confluence but i think it's yeah. the reagan Head writer era. was a right-wing guy jim downey yeah, yeah. is a republican yeah. But, yeah. but you still hear people say what happened to dennis miller mm-hmm. and the, but the people who watched him on the show went and liked him this left-wing show mm-hmm. would go to his stand-up and see more right stuff and still love it yeah. because they loved his um, style. They loved his attitude. Well, they loved, you know, they're star fuckers too. Everybody loves right. just seeing a celebrity. But yeah, it, it wasn't, it wasn't, left and right weren't as far apart as they are now, no, I don't no, think. No, no, no. It was before the tea party. It was a very thin yeah. band that, you know, you, you were either pro Reagan or not sort of pro Reagan. <laughs> yeah. Like that was it. Like you, like you heard like the statistics that he mentions there. When he went to bed, Mondale had three. Like that was right. the electoral. Yeah. This is yeah. who we want for president. So everyone was like, "We need like the, mm-hmm. we need change." We had just gone out of um, Jimmy Carter's uh, presidency. We need a change, and he provided hope. There and, were also and and, uh, and this dream. He put this dream in front of people. Like whenever you watch specials about the eighties, that's always what they talk about. Yeah. It's like the Reagan right. era was like. Hey, you know what? It's it, it's literally like how Homer Simpson got to be the garbage um, uh, commissioner for Springfield. Just like, let someone else do it. Yeah. Yay! And like, <laughs> literally, that's how a he got it. A lot of people it. look back, yeah. though, and go, we could have used another Jimmy Carter. Mm-hmm. Yeah. Yeah. That's right. Looking back, yeah. it's like, He's oh, still yeah. around building houses. Yeah. You know, so. He was too smart yeah. for a lot of people. Yeah. I think that was his issue. He couldn't it, dumb himself down. The interesting thing about the Reagans, too, is they really were the first presidential couple to weaponize pop culture like mm-hmm. he had nancy just reagan so you know. sh- yeah just you know nancy reagan showing up on punky brewster mm-hmm. i think it was so he had like video games with Were their they faces both on actors it. nancy and uh, uh yeah. yeah yeah nancy was too. nancy, nancy was, was. yeah not as big name no. as ronnie uh-huh. but like then they got married she sort of retired to raise right. the kids yeah, yeah. but yeah, like they were both on TV and places that you traditionally never saw. And young, presidency, mm-hmm. right? Like yeah. since like JFK, youngest since like JFK. Right. Yeah, right. but like still like you know after 50s, the Obamas. Right. <laughs> right. Well, and, and back then too, like we could agree that we would have some values that were shared, mm-hmm. um, yeah. and there would be a lot of overlap, and there would right. be maybe a couple of little things where you'd be like, ah, I like his stance on this, but not on this. Mm-hmm. But these days, it's, we we can have nothing in common, right. and we have to find the most controversial issue that will mobilize people. Right. And yeah. so we're being manipulated. And I, it, it can't be genuine, because there's no way half of us have a completely opposite well, no, set of I values mean, it's, than it's, the other half. It's, it's the it's thing of crazy. like once we throw labels in. I mean, yeah. uh, Obama used to say this a lot too. It's like when when people put the take the labels away and you just go sit beside someone who's just a regular folk and you start talking to them and a lot of people have the same values, right? Like it when you take away the labels, it's mm-hmm. just we're all human beings who want 
people to succeed and they want you know everyone to have an opportunity at life and that's a lovely thought but healthy. I don't agree with it anymore Listen, I, I just <laughs> made a cut uh, libtard Jesus exactly Jesus clear the goddamn it, room it's like we put labels and it's unfortunate mm-hmm. and then people who don't have access to education hear one thing and they nod their head and they say I need money so mm-hmm. I'll yeah. vote for you and and we we live in a social media era where people hear what they want to hear and they yep. don't get all the information that they mm-hmm. should get and it's frustrating and mm-hmm. uh, and there's no accountability anymore that's what really bothers me the most there's no yeah. apologies there's no oh maybe i was wrong about that or maybe my party leader was wrong yeah. about that mm-hmm. like that kind of tribalism scares the well, hell out of me well i mean right. like again this is throwing shade at the other side but there's currently someone in power who would never apologize for anything yeah. and right. even admit to anything there's in two terms people of wrongdoing. that would never apologize <laughs> yeah 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 yeah. One <laughs> on this side of the border, the other on the other side. But, oh, but what's also yeah. interesting is if, um, <laughs> yeah, I don't want to get too much into left versus right and how who's bad and who's good or whatever. But uh, you know, Trudeau, Trudeau will apologize if he makes a mistake, or he has. And, yeah. and sure, there's things he needs to apologize right. for and hasn't. Please don't send letters. But, um, but we're not a pro me, Trudeau show. Right. We're what's just funny to me out. is that. Some people who are his opponents say, say, you know, for whatever, say he, they're a Sheer fan. Trudeau says sorry more than the guy stuck in the shelves at Milton Bradley. Right. So <laughs> yeah. Sheer doesn't apologize because he hasn't said anything wrong and he shouldn't apologize. But of course he would right. if he did. Trudeau says, I'm sorry. What a wuss. Yeah. What yeah. a weakling. Yeah. Just yeah. apologize. Yeah. And what a crybaby. Like, yeah. when is being accountable? Right. Yeah, yeah, absolutely. A baby. I mean, that again, this more is guts. the social right. media thing. It's like, yeah, once you start hating on mm-hmm. Trudeau, every everything you see on your social media feed yeah. is yes. the negative exactly. things he does, and not to say he doesn't do negative things. Mm-hmm. Of course, but all you see is that, and if you are hating on Doug Ford, all yeah. you see is the yes. hate on Doug it Ford. is it is the exact equivalent yeah. of I buy uh, a uh, bird bath on Amazon. And then suddenly my feed for the next three weeks is, yeah. do you need a bird bath? <laughs> Not anymore. I Dickhead. Yeah, yeah, exactly. um, Don't you exactly. hate squirrels? Yeah. Squirrel killer. Yeah. <laughs> um, there was uh, something like interesting, birds. and I heard it heard it again tonight, and I forgot about this. There's actually a joke on this special that shows up on another guy's album. Ooh. It's the exact same joke. Juicy, really? Juicy. Yes. What's the uh, What's the, the other comedian? The I'll tell you the joke, and we'll see if anyone else has found this in this room. Okay. Since this is a comedy album podcast, yeah, sure. Yeah. Is the joke about um, Reagan's age, and he says my grandfather's younger than him, and we won't let him have the control of the right. TV. That sounded like a very '80s joke. It is a very um, '80s joke, and an easy one. Uh-huh. Uh Yeah, I don't. I don't know. I don't know who, who I... did it first, but I can tell you, it showed up on this album first. Okay. And then, now, again, I haven't checked the year on this, but Billy Connolly's Live at Albert Hall oh. has that exact same word-for-word joke, except he uses telly. <laughs> sure. And, uh, <laughs> and, and, and so that's the... Um, it's both Ron Ronald Reagan. Yeah. Okay. yeah. I, would, I, I, I would be surprised if either of those men ripped off the other one. Yeah. That doesn't sound... Like, no. that, that's, it's, it's general enough. It could just be sort of like concurrent it's right. ideation it's like kind of thing. Yeah. 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 It would be it's, weirder if Billy Connolly was doing something like... And then the Gabor <laughs> sister. Right. Yeah. Cha-cha. Right. We'd be like, right. well, I don't know there, Billy. Right. Like, see right. the What's with the Kabuki shit Twilight? <laughs> 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 yeah. That's good. Exactly. Oh. 
Well, this feels like a good time to take a little bit of a break. Uh, we'll go uh, maybe refresh ourselves and uh, think of some more things we want to talk about. We'll be right back to finish things off. Yes, it is. That's right. It's literally, there's no joke. There's no joke in it. Wait, it's so we just had to do a mic adjust. Did you just come in on that last yeah, word? Yeah, I hope blah, blah, just blah, came blah, blah, F word. Yeah. And the whole joke is, you know when you're riding with your buddies? And you just see one walking down the street, and you just yell out the window at them. Yeah. And the audience goes nuts. That's all it is. Yeah. Yeah. There's no joke. No. It's not even like like sometimes no. in um, uh, delirious, he just mm-hmm. uses it as a word. Yes. And yeah. it's still not okay. No. But he the joke's not about them being gay. It's just he uses that word. Right. But this. Yeah, Roz. One, and Calum and I were just sitting there going, oh my God, because Calum's got all these random albums and he's listening to my mm. friend Calum O'Neill. Right. Um, and we were just in shock and it was like, there's no bit and the audience is loving. They're yes. cheering, they're hooting and hollering. This is blatant just homophobia. Mm-hmm. Yeah. yeah. It's yeah. disgusting. Yeah, it's weird. And it makes me wonder, like, since he has done nothing stand-up wise since... Yeah. yeah. Where's his head at now? Like, yeah. uh, can he even do it? Anymore? I mean, he got a long way just on his charm, right? I mean, he's just a, an amazing energy to watch. I can't yeah. wait to watch it. The new Comedians in Cars comes out today. And oh, he talks yeah. a lot about going back into stand-up on the thing. Because I oh, saw the cool. snippet, and he's like, I've been really wanting to do it. Mm-hmm. Like, Don Rickles kept telling me to do it and stuff. And Wow. Um, <laughs> I, uh, I love that you're on the fence until Don pats you on the shoulder and goes, <laughs> you got to carry the torch, kid. Yeah, exactly. <laughs> All right, so let's wrap things up on Dennis Miller here. So what are how do we usually close this show, Matt? It's been a while. Uh, well, we, we'll, we'll, we'll go around and see you know, if you think it's an important album and if you'd recommend watching it and any closing thoughts. Then we'll we go around closing thoughts on it. There you go. All right, let's start with you, Todd. Uh, I feel it's an important album. Uh, this is one that uh, I had a a uh, a collection of albums that if I was on a long drive, I would put them in the tape deck. If I wanted to go to sleep, I would put them on so that I knew how long it took me to fall asleep. And I heard this. Oh, the last bit I heard was you know Twyla. Okay, good night. Um, so that's how long it took me to sleep. Um, I remember listening to this album the first time, and as soon as it was done, I went. Damn, I need a thesaurus. And <laughs> did you listen to it in '88? Yeah, I did. You did. Yeah, I did. I listened to it in '88. Uh, I had just started university then, and uh, it 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 was it filled a lot of kilometers on the highway between uh, uh, Gananoque and and Waterloo. How many times have you heard it? You think? Oh, I I can't imagine how many times. Yeah, there, there's there was in this collection of albums there was this one. There was uh, Playing With Your Head by George Carlin. Nice. Um, there was uh, Women of the Night, which was uh, Kathy Smith, Kathy Ladman. Oh, wow. And Paula, uh, Paul, no, um, who was the other one? Um, oh, Margaret uh, Smith was on that okay. one. Um, and uh, it, it just kind of fit in there. Like, it was so mm. different than anything that has, is out there. It was of the time. And you but still it, laugh at it. I still do. Yeah. I still do. That's Mostly cool. the racist parts because now I agree with it. <laughs> yeah, that's you. <laughs> but the but in like it, it, it just took me right back to that childhood. Like like I said before, this is right. the time capsule for eight. And that's an interesting mm-hmm. thing too, right? Like someone coming in cold to this album would have a much different feeling, mm-hmm. I imagine. 
So you, Chili, when did you first hear this album? Was Last it today? Week. Last right. week. I and, listened to it in preparation. And, and I, was there? I imagine your eyebrows were raised for a lot of the. A lot of it. Um, I mean, the thing is, as I say, I know pretty much the post nine eleven Dennis Miller. Right. Um, so I know this guy, and I it's my favorite thing to do because I make older whenever I see an older comedian or something. I say, "Which Dennis Miller are we talking about?" And they're right. all obviously impressed by my knowledge. Um, it's like when you sit, when you're talking about Def Leppard with friends, one arm or two. Yeah, well, um, it's certainly important. It's an important album because, as Todd said, it's literally 1988, mm-hmm. and it's. I mean, it's not the only comedy album from that era. But... No, but it might as well be called 1988. Yes. Um, <laughs> uh, Take that, Van Halen. Four years later. Exactly. Um, but uh, and it's certainly quintessential Dennis Miller. And as I say, there's a few genuinely great bits in there. Mm-hmm. Yeah. There's a few that you don't need to know the references. You don't need to know anything. It's a lot of it's difficult for me to get on board on. And as sure. I say, I'm pretty old. I have a pretty old soul. I watch a lot of older stuff. Mm-hmm. Um, but it's still tough, and it mm-hmm. still goes over my head. And it's like obviously, like if you don't live, like. I love old SNL, but it's hard for me to watch update up until about Norm Macdonald because it's like, I mean, I Chevy Chase was my hero growing up, but I can't watch a lot of update because it just doesn't play for me. Yeah. Um, and I mean, a, a lot of his was also just visual jokes. He would just make fun of what was left in the sure. picture. So, uh, but it, it's a weird thing. And everyone from Dennis Miller's cast or something like, I think that's the best. Ca- I don't think there's such thing as a golden era on SNL, but if you want to come close. It's Carvey Hartman, yeah, um, like Dennis Miller, um, Jan Victoria Hooks. Jackson, Victoria Jackson, <laughs> yeah. Jan Hooks, who was mm-hmm. one of the oh, best. Jan Hooks was um, absolutely and incredible. Mike Myers found his way sure. in there and mm-hmm. stuff like that. Uh, but yeah, I mean, I enjoyed some of it, but I just it doesn't quite hold up. And I don't think I think if you played it for a lot of young comedians today who don't have mm-hmm. what I have, which is I think an appreciation for that era. Um, and not to say that's a bad thing or anything. It's just what I, who I grew up on because mm-hmm. of my parents. Um, but it's important. It has funny jokes, but it doesn't quite hold up to mm-hmm. today's standards. Interesting. Yeah, I, I, it's what I find interesting about it is I don't feel. I mean, none of it's really directed at me, but I, I don't find it as offensive as some of the stuff that Murphy did. No, because because I feel like there's something about this persona that Miller uses that lets him get away with a lot of stuff. Mm -hmm. And it's just kind of this angry, ranty guy, and it's kind of the excuse of, you know, Archie Bunker, like, I hate everybody equally type of thing. You know what I mean? It's sort of that thing. Like, this guy's just angry at this moment in time, the specific thing. Uh, Some of the stuff we wince at. But then he moves on to something that makes us chuckle. It's not like it's yeah. 90 minutes about I hate people with turbans and stuff. People yeah. and stuff. He does, like yeah. So it, it seems a little equal, even though you can kind of hear the, oh, you shouldn't have said but that. But to me, it isn't the holding up is not the mm-hmm. offensive part. It's the reference part. Yeah. yeah. Sure. The, well, references will work right. forever, yeah. by definition. I yeah. mean, if you know what he's talking about, you'll always know. Yeah. The, the, I guess. The it problem does need a glossary. Yeah, the yeah. problem is yes. like some some so many of his references are so hyper specific and mm-hmm. yeah. culturally specific to 1960s television. Yeah, like, yeah. like, yes. like yeah. F Troop. Mm-hmm. You know? Yeah, <laughs> it right. had to be yeah. exactly his age. Yeah, yeah. You know that stuff. Right? Yeah, but that's really smart of him too because. Uh, I don't know who the ultimate Dennis Miller fan is, but I think the people who go to his shows, they get 
most of his stuff and they're on board with him and that's a smart comedian. Yeah. I mean, you can't be uh, someone for everyone. I think he's probably yeah. his audience has diminished as time goes by, but they've probably gotten more fervor, they've gotten more passionate about yeah. being a fan of his, you know. Yeah. They speak to he speaks to them specifically as opposed to Seinfeld who's sort of all over the map, you know. Yeah. He's he's ranty, but he's not like Lewis Black now ranty. Yeah. Yes. Where it's just like take that paper clips, like it's yeah. just <laughs> Yeah. Yeah. Yeah, he's got, I mean, uh, he's got this sort of effortless, I mean, I'm sure he puts a lot of effort sure. into it, to being that cool, to being, yes. to shrugging it off. Yeah. Like, he, it, it's such a casual hate mm-hmm. that yeah, 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 it's yeah. non-threatening. There's that part in the special where he almost does the, like, voice, the impression of Clark Gable, mm-hmm. and then he goes, nah, nah, yeah. I'm going to circle back to being uh, Cary cool. Grant. Uh, yeah. Sorry, sorry. Uh, back Cary to Coolsville. And it's like, he's both. <laughs> A little bit making fun of himself, but also that's genuinely who he is. And right. He yeah. would do yeah. a, a bit with voices and characters. That joke was my introduction to sort of like the meta comedy, which yeah. is comedy making fun of itself. Right. And so without him too to, high and inside, with, with him to do that, you're like, yeah, you're three quarters of the way through. Is he gonna do this? That I think was yeah. my favorite yeah. joke in the entire album because he's yeah. making fun of the comedy of the day. Uh-huh. He's making fun of his persona. And the entire artifice about yeah. both of them, right? Exactly. So, and like, he's taking the entire structure down. Yeah, I guess I feel like we're giving him a little bit too much credit. Uh, Would you want more pre- airplane chunks? <laughs> 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 I mean, maybe not a lot of people did it, but pretending to do a bad bit and then mm-hmm. saying I'm not going to do it, I don't think is the smartest thing Dennis Miller's ever done. Yeah. It's, it, keep in mind around that time, and if you go onto Amazon Prime right now and look at the old evening the improvs mm. that are out there. Right, with the brick wall. That, yeah. I, have, I have said this before. Some of those bottles of wine have turned to vinegar. It is <laughs> not good. <laughs> yeah. and, and a lot of it would be comedy, comedy like that. Like, right. what if Ronald Reagan was actually Donald Duck Reagan? And then we did, yeah. like, whatever sure. it was. And like, that, it was just horrible, horrible that, that was my, like, bread and butter in high school. Of course it was. watching that stuff. Yeah. And, right. and that's... Yeah, and I think, like for me, it's it's that time capsule element of that album. Okay, so fair. So in '88, maybe that was. Oh man, finally someone who's not doing everything everyone's doing. Right. Yeah. Because now it's so passe to even make the joke about that. Right, right, right. That itself has become right. a cliche. Yeah. It, it now you need to commit to do the thing you, you have to actually to do. do it. Now. That's yeah. right. <laughs> yeah. Wow. It, We've we've come around so first full circle that we hate what we're doing. Yeah. yeah. Um, who who would you say is? Uh, I mean, he's still around, kind of doing the same thing. Is mm-hmm. there is there an equivalent to Dennis Miller these days who maybe isn't as inflammatory I or Pat, I, when you Patton said Patton, Patton, that's a really yeah. interesting. Yeah, I never Patton really... is uh, sort of the same thing. He will talk politically. He has an awful lot, and he's another one of my favorites. And for the exact same reason, when I sit there, I go, "Fuck, I need a thesaurus." Because he's also a very smart writer, very conscious of his words. Mm-hmm. Um, he will, in the, in the same vein, throw out references that, hey, if you get them, cool. If not, you'll figure it out in a couple of years when you finally watch, you know, Deadwood or something, right. like, whatever it is. Yeah. So it's like I find that he has a really, really smart word choice in the same way Dennis Miller. Does. I respect any mm-hmm. comedian who is willing to be niche. Mm-hmm. It's gutsy to say I'm only for certain people. I'm not for everybody. Because I think a lot of comedians go out there trying to be, you know, 
and every comedian try mm-hmm. try to appeal to everybody. What's funny to everybody, and it, it's just not possible. Yeah. yeah. No. Who who would be the closest? Who? Well, who's we appeal- said the Bill Maher. We mm-hmm. said. Um, but who would be the closest I mean, to someone who's appealed to everybody? To appeals to everyone. Uh, I mean, Seinfeld was, is a rock star for sure. I mean, a lot Bob of the late night guys, obviously, like <laughs> Jimmy go. Fallon and Seth Meyers and stuff like. Let's that. go with the guy that threw him off a of Star Search, Sinbad. Yeah. Yes. Yeah, he had a he had a moment. Um, He's the Sinbad of our generation. Those are your kind of biggest ones. But any late night person right now mm-hmm. is pretty much, uh. You know, with all the respect to all of them, they're sure. pretty pandery, you know, mm-hmm. and they yeah. try to please everyone mm-hmm. and they try to be like, uh, they don't try to step on too many toes, mm-hmm. right? Right. Um, Samantha B kind of breaks that. Yeah, sure, yeah. but yeah. I don't yeah, think, yeah. like, even though it is a late night show, right. it's right. very different. It's more it of a, mm-hmm. uh, it's like a daily show type thing, which right. I never really consider right. the daily show as a regular late night John, John Oliver in the same vein yeah uh, yeah, yeah, yeah 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 I would John say Oliver uh, could be like I could see that as a Dennis Miller type yeah. for sure right yeah. Yeah. To, to yeah add a Canadian th- thread to it I kind of see Rick Mercer in the same vein yeah. with yeah. the rant mm. kind of yep. stuff yeah. well it's the uh, Ron just a, James too yeah yeah, yeah oh, just, he is he's so good at what he does I mean yeah. I, he's not for everybody and he's probably for an older audience because of what he talks but about that's and, why he's so much but like he I I cannot believe what he can memorize and rhyme yeah. off with the rhythm he does like, he, he, he came is on the podcast incredible. And we just slip into a bit sure and go you have this reference he goes oh and then he rattles well, through I mean, like I, two minutes of I it heard him poetry on, like, chris yeah. locks podcast and he just like just like goes and goes and goes and goes and just brilliant right yeah he's just so smart it's like fine and funny or not he's brilliant i mean that's just like dennis miller fine and funny or not brilliant yeah. guy. Brilliant. I, I got to do um some voices on uh on ron james's show a couple years ago some of the animated stuff and uh man he is a driven hard-working dude too i mean that's apparent from his stand-up but he has a vision and he works hard and it was really cool to see his commitment to that yeah. kind of stuff what were you gonna say about rick mercer just like the, the he he's got that sort of hyperkinetic pace yeah. to his mm-hmm. ranting where it just again it, go 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 yeah, and he doesn't give you a chance to breathe with his when he mm-hmm. does that. But that's like one specific a little bit that old he does. Rick Mercer too. Rick yeah. Mercer's become more pandery, and like his show in the later years was less please everyone, whereas right. his stuff like on whatever twenty two minutes, right? And yeah. Is like well, when you're on a public people. broadcaster, I guess you have to right. <laughs> yeah, yeah. I mean, you can't try to Canadian coast to coast. Uh, mm-hmm. satire, as they say, is yeah. pretty toothless because the things you can and can't say in Canada. But that's supposed to be changing, and there's they're starting to push the limits mm-hmm. of those laws. Wouldn't They've changed. Yeah. I, I'm hoping the Beaverton goes a little sharper yeah, this year. Third yeah. season. Yeah, yeah. Third season. Going to see them tape on Monday. I'm looking forward to that. Yeah. Right on. All right, folks. Well, thanks for listening to this album with us uh, and for listening to the show. Um, Todd Van Allen, most mm-hmm. of course, of uh, Comedy Above the Pub, um, which I've been on twice, I believe. I think so. Yeah. I think so. Yeah. It's a, it's a good time. Uh, have you had Patton Oswald on the show? No. Oh, we have. No. Well, anyway. Oh, is that right? <laughs> <laughs> yeah. Son uh, of a bitch. One, yeah, we did. We got an interview with him when he uh, when he was publishing his book last year. Beautiful. That was pretty cool. Yeah, it's an, you can find he's, it on the find it on the thing. His podcast interview. He's such a smart guy. He's a great mm-hmm. dude. Really oh, nice dude. Pat. And Chili, uh, we can see your show yeah. every month at SoCap. First Tuesday of the month, nine thirty p.m. Beautiful. Comedy Pay what bar. you can't. Comedy bar. Pay what you comedy can't. Bar. At comedy bar. bar. Sorry. Yeah, yeah. And it's uh, what do you have? Four, four or five comics? Yeah, we have about four or five uh, stand-ups, usually a sketch or improv, and then a oh, cool. professional headliner. 
Um, cool. Do you MC it or uh, open it? Or? Oftentimes, sometimes they do sketch on it, mm-hmm. uh, but cool. oftentimes me or my uh, producing partner, Robbie Woods, uh, we'll host it, and uh, we're doing a best of show on August sixth. I don't know when this awesome. comes out. Sounds good. Um, and it'll be some of my favorite people coming back. So right on. Do we know what, what our next album is going to be? Uh, not yet. All right, no. then. We'll if just I could just throw this one, part out. if I could throw one more thing out there, uh, yeah. third Saturday of the month, also at Comedy Bar, is uh, my write up show. Of course, yeah. Uh, this may the next one at the time of recording is tomorrow. Don't know how fast this is coming out. <laughs> nope. uh, it's the third Saturday of every month. So August Great. 17th is the next one. Five comics come on stage. I host it. They do time. They leave. Uh, me, while they're on stage, I have a team of writers writing roast jokes about everything the comic does. I dismiss the comic, and I retrieve those cards, and I uh, and I read them verbatim, providing anonymity <laughs> and emotional distance <laughs> for the writers. It it's is a, very fun. It's the funnest show in T.O., so please come on. <laughs> And of course, you can find uh, Matt and me here at Comedy Album Book Club. Yes, uh, we're on Twitter at A C A B C Podcast. Yeah. Yes. Yeah. No. No. <laughs> at C A B C Podcast. Yeah. Listen Google. to the, Seinf- sworn, listen to the Seinfeld it, episode. It's, it's a good just, one. We get <laughs> very <laughs> off track. <laughs> All right. Well, thanks for listening. We'll see you next time. Uh, thanks again for listening to Comedy Album Book Club. Bet MGM has an unreal deal for sports fans in Virginia. Turn $5 into $150 instantly when you place your first wager at Bet MGM. Simply download the Bet MGM app and sign up using code CHAMPION150. Then, place a $5 wager on any sport. You'll receive $150 in bonus bets, regardless of your wager's outcome. And if you think the fun stops there, the king of sportsbooks has plenty of surprises in store. Check out daily promotions, same game parlays, live bets, and so much more. Download the app in Virginia today and get $150 in bonus bets instantly from your first wager only at BetMGM. BetMGM and GameSense remind you to play responsibly. See BetMGM.com for terms. 21 plus only. Virginia only. New customer offer. Subject to eligibility requirements. Rewards are non-withdrawable bonus bets that expire in seven days. Please gamble responsibly. Gambling problem? Call 1-800-GAMBLER. Promotional offer not available in Washington, D.C.